Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market, and today I'm going to talk about a few positions in your portfolio versus having a lot of positions in your portfolio. And what I'm trying to say here is not, okay, if it's a bear market, you're not going to have as many long positions. Or if it's a bull market, you're not going to have as many short positions. No, I'm just basically saying, how much are you willing to put on each position in terms of percentage of overall capital? So for some, if you're only willing to trade five positions at a time, and you're fully um, invested in the market, you're only going to have like, 20% on each trade. I shouldn't say you're only going to have because 20% on a single trade is a lot. But if you're trading like, let's say 20 or 25 positions, let's just make it an even uh, round number, 20 positions in your account at one time, then you're going to be putting 5% on each trade. So the difference between 5% on a trade versus 20% on a trade, it's a big difference. So what I'm doing here is not trying to say whether having a lot of positions is the better way for you to go in your trading or having a few positions is the better way uh, to make profits in the stock market. I'm not trying to say either one of those things. What I'm trying to do in this podcast here is highlight the differences between trading with a lot of positions versus trading with just a few positions. For instance, when it comes to making uh, profits in the stock market, if you're trading with fewer positions, let's just say you're you're trading five positions at a time and you're allocating it across 20% uh, percent of your capital with each trade, if you make a big 50% profit, the impact to your portfolio is going to be far greater. But likewise, the, the downside, if you wake up and you find out the stock's down 20% because of a downgrade, and, and yeah, that's a little bit extreme, but it does happen. Yeah, the, the impact's going to be huge to your portfolio. Now, if you're trading with fewer positions, yeah, that, those same situations may happen. You may make 50% on a trade, and it's going to be still a nice impact to your portfolio, but it's not going to be as much as if you were only trading like five positions at a time. On the flip side, you may not have had that chance at that 50% gain had you were only trading five positions at a time because if you're trading 20, you have a better chance at getting one of those. But if you're only trading five, you may miss out on those because you don't have as much capital to allocate across as many positions. So for me, trading with more positions, that allows me, if I'm trading like 15 or 20 positions at a time or 20 or 25 positions at a time, that allows me to have the ability to cast a far larger net in order to scoop up some of these bigger trades. Like, for instance, recently bought BYND. Would I want to put BYND on 20% of my portfolio? Probably not. But when I'm putting 4 or 5% of my capital on a single position, then a stock like BYND, I can do something like that. But when I'm doing 20 25%, you know, if I'm trading three or four positions... BYND takes on a huge level of risk because if I'm wrong on the trade, or let's say worse, let's say, let's say they come out early with preliminary guidance warning 
that's going to be that's going to be awful. That happened to me last year with Apple. If you remember, I know Apple has like literally gone through the roof over the past year, right? But January of 2019, that stock really screwed a lot of investors when they came out with this earnings guidance warning. I think that's what it was, an earnings guidance warning. I don't know. I could probably look it up, but for the sake of conversation, what they announced was not good for the market. And the thing dropped like 7 8% that day, if I remember correctly. And I took a, I took a decent loss, and it started me off horribly for the year. I finished fine on the year, but that particular trade uh, kind of sucked. But had I been in like, say, 15 or 20 trades at a time, or even like 10 or 15 trades at a time, the impact that it would have in that situation would be far less than than if I was trading Apple with only three or four positions in my portfolio at a time because there was other positions that could kind of absorb that loss in a much easier fashion. So let's go over some of the pros and cons. I've gone, gone over it a little bit just now, but obviously if you're trading fewer positions, you're going to have less activity in your portfolio. If you're trading more, there's going to be a lot more positions. That just comes with trading, okay? I mean, it's just a, it's a simple numbers game, right? However, because... Everybody has gone, you know, free on the commission side of things. It makes being able to trade more positions much easier, much more attainable. Uh, I mean, if a person trading a $2,000 account can trade plenty of positions now, yeah, they're not going to make a ton of money off of off of the, a $2,000 account, but they're starting somewhere. It actually frees it up to where you're not getting churned to pieces with um, commissions because commissions on a $2,000 account or a $3,000 account it was it was causing people to lose just ungodly sums of money and then they go into these prop firms to try and get you know super, super amounts of leverage like 10 to 1 or, or 20 to 1 leverage and they blow out their original capital amount of $2500 and in some cases they put this charge on their credit card of all things and then they find out that some of these prop firms are just complete scams and bogus or even illegal for that matter and uh that's that sucks man i mean so i mean you don't have to go those routes. You don't have to seek. You shouldn't go those routes anyways. But, I mean, there's no reason to use prop firms, man. Be content with where you're at in life and, and start trading with where you're at. You don't have commissions that are going to eat up your small accounts anymore. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And like I said earlier, allocating, you know, 20% of your capital across four or five trades, so it's 20% each on each trade, yeah, there's going to be a bigger effect on your capital, but over overnight risk is going to be far scarier. It's going to be even harder to let your positions ride because let's say you're up 6 7%, you got to start tying up that stop loss because you don't want 6 or 7% profit on a 20% position to just vaporize and you take a loss because that's going to have a far bigger emotional impact and and a financial impact on your portfolio. So as a result, there's going to be more emotions. And here's the other thing too, and a lot of people don't think about this, but if you're trading four or five positions at a time, or the fewer positions that you trade, the less flexibility that you have. Think about it. If, If you're only trading like four positions at a time and you're in a really good bull market and you're starting to think, okay, Maybe there's some bearishness creeping up ahead 
I'd like to get short. So you put a short position out there. You have three longs and you have one short. Well, all of a sudden, you're you're 75% long, 25% short. And that might not be the amount of sh- shortness that you want in your portfolio. Whereas you can kind of create a starter position if you're trading many, many uh, positions at a time. Let's say Let's say you're trading 20 positions at a time and you're saying... Okay, I'm going to I'm going to add a couple of shorts to the portfolio. And let's say you have 18 long positions and you go two short positions. Then all of a sudden you're 90% long, 2% short. Yeah. Those two short positions even if they're profitable aren't going to make a huge impact to the bottom line, but you're you're starting to build a short portfolio in case the market does take a downturn, you have something to to start working with right away. You take my portfolio right now. I have about 22 positions in there. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm kind of guessing. I think it's about 22 positions. And um, I have four and 22 out of those 22 positions, four of them are short. I have Disney. I have, I'll just give you the symbols. I have DIS. I have NTR. I have AAP and I have JCI. A couple of them are profitable right now. A couple of them are not. So yeah, 18 out of my, my 22 positions right now are long. I have four short setups in there. It's a starter for me if the market decides to start pulling back. I have a little bit to work with. I have some others in my watch list that, hey, if the market does start to pull back, I can start increasing my short exposure right away. But like I said, if I'm trading only a few trades, it's harder to have that flexibility because if the market continues to go up and you're like 25 or 33% short on the market, it's going to start eating into those, those profits of your long position in a much more significant way. So the flexibility is huge. Having that ability to be flexible with the market, to build short positions up on the sides, to maybe increase your short exposure as the market keeps getting a little bit more and more overbought or showing signs of maybe cracking, that's that's kind of a good thing to have. Those short positions are going to be much easier to integrate. And also, too, it allows you to have a lot of patience. Like I said before, you know, you, you put 20% on a position, you're up 6 7%. It's going to be probably harder for you to not go ahead and book those gains just to, to stay on the safe side. But when you're trading a lot of positions, it gives you the ability to, one, to use wider stop losses if necessary. Because let's say if you take a 6 or 7% loss against a portfolio, it's not going to be as big of a setback as if it was a 6 or 7% stop loss hit on, on a uh, 33% uh, position or a 25% position. It has far less impact in that particular way. So it lets you spread the risk out among greater positions, but it also allows you to catch a broader net. And by a broader net, what I mean is, is that you can actually have a better balance of less risky trades versus more riskier trades. For instance, I can have the Shake Shacks and the Restoration Hardware, SHAK and RH respectively, but I can also have Home Depot, HD and Visa, which is symbol V in the portfolio at the same time. But I can also blend it with even more trades like a short on DIS and a long position on LEVI, Levi Strauss, or to have Uber and Etsy or Royal Caribbean. I can I can add a more variety and a broader net of trade opportunities to the portfolio. Not all of them will work out, but some of them will, and some of them may really run and take off. That allows me to really let that winner run, maybe take half off or a third off along the way, but really let that winner run and and really have a dramatic impact on that portfolio that may not have been had because I wasn't willing to to take advantage of some opportunities that might have been a little bit higher risk, but because I was trading such a few positions, I couldn't take that kind of a chance. So it allows you to spread 
or cast a much broader net on the market and on trade setups as a whole, while also spreading the risk out some. So the ability to have patience with your positions because you're having more positions at once versus if you only have a few positions because like I've had I've had some positions over the last couple of months that just really didn't do anything for a little while. They they kind of just stayed dormant and then finally they did break out. I was able to keep those positions because it wasn't a huge huge chunk of my portfolio whereas there was other positions that were making up for it while I was waiting for that one to break out. But if you're trading only like four positions and you have 25% allocated on a trade and the market's ramping up every day and going higher and higher, but that trade isn't going anywhere and it's just kind of consolidating before its next big move, well, then you might be prone to get out of the trade because you can't afford to let that much capital be tied up in a position that isn't going anywhere. So it allows you to have more patience, use wider stops if necessary, cast a broader net while also spreading the risk out. Now, there is a misconception here, and I've talked to some people about it. They'll say, hey, when you're trading that many trades, you're, you're basically nothing more than an index. And that's not true. That's not true at all. Because an index, the S&P 500 is the what, top 500 companies. I'm not trading the top 500 companies. I'm not diversified. Okay, diversif- diversified is when you have positions in each of the sectors. I avoid some sectors entirely. I don't have energy right now. I don't have utilities right now. Kind of to my chagrin that I don't have utilities, but I wish I did have utilities. But I have, I have a lot more of a technology. I have a lot more discretionary. I have a few uh, health sector stocks. I have some semiconductors, some industrials, I have restaurants, I have have a financial company in the portfolio, but I don't have a lot. I only have one. I have Visa and it things up like 13% right now. Also, how I trade, I also short stocks. So I can short stocks and I can make money to the the downside too. So that that kind of flies in the face of diversification in the more traditional sense where you have equal representation among all the portfolios and then as as one particular stock gets up, you spread that risk out to other other parts. Like it's a four hundred one k. It's not a four hundred one k. It's not a, it's not an index fund. It's none of that. It's simply me finding the best number of stocks that I want to trade and trading those uh, stocks and managing the risk appropriately. I'm much more tilted to the technology side and to discretionary right now because that's what's running by and large. But in the name of diversification, I'm not going to go trade energy when energy is clearly breaking down right now. I'd rather short energy if I was going to do anything. So the misconception that you're diversified if you trade a lot more positions, that's not true. I get it. Like If I'm trading a, a, like a couple hundred positions or if I'm getting up to like 500 positions, yeah, yeah, that, that, that would probably give me a much more diversified portfolio in the sense that I would be more representative of like the S&P 500 or, or whatnot. However, that's not the case here. We're talking about 25 stocks. I mean, the Dow has 30 stocks in it. Am I, am I doing the same thing that the Dow is doing? No, no. I don't. I only have a, a handful of the stocks from the Dow to begin with, like McDonald's. I think Home Depot's in the Dow, right? Um, Visa, but I don't have all of them. I have plenty of stocks that are that are you know considered more like small cap type behavior uh, trades. You know, they're all over a billion dollars. But just because I'm trading you know, a handful more stocks for a, for a person, you know, it's a retail trader, 25 positions is not a ton. And uh, it's not, it's not going to be something that gives you the return of an index, especially the way I do it, where I'm, I'm willing to uh, avoid sectors altogether, short sectors, um, get heavier in one sector versus the other. I mean, that's, that's, it's just taking advantage of the opportunities that the market's giving you at the present time. With all that said, I still don't trade earnings. I really don't want to trade earnings. Not even, not even with, uh, smaller position position sizes i won't trade earnings now if it's a long-term position that's that's one thing but if i'm swing trading i'm not swing trading through an earnings report if i hold through an earnings report it's because i want to hold that stock 
for years and years and years to come. So an earnings report isn't like a major setback. Which, by the way, I've been watching this SPCE ticker uh, username is his. That's his username in the in the share planner trading block. He's he's been talking about SPCE and it's it's got a huge presence in the Central Florida area, Space Coast area that I live in. And yeah, I'm kind of interested. I'm kind of digging that particular stock right now. I'm, I'm kind of curious what it's going to do. It's it's ramping up right now, so I'm not going to go chasing it after it's made a 50% plus move over the last few days. But if it ever does come back down to earth, no pun intended because it is the SpaceX stock, right? If it ever comes back down to earth, okay, it was pun. I, I intended to, have to, to to use pun. It's so easy. It's rocketing higher. It's coming back down to earth. You got to use pun when, it's, when you're talking about SPCE. But if it ever back, comes back down and, and can find a nice little support level, that might be a starter position. So that's a little tidbit. I usually don't talk about individual future trades going forward because somebody's listening to this, I don't know, four or five years from now, they might say, hey, what kind of idiotic trade was that, man? That was dumb. But in any case, I'm just throwing that out there just because it's been on my mind. I'm still watching it each day and I really uh, would love to buy that on a pullback because with so much of the development going towards space now with SpaceX, with Space Force and everything else, I do think there is some opportunity there to be had. That's going to do it for for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, always feel free to hit me up. Um, Thank you. God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Share Planner Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.